Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So back in June of 2016, uh, I had just completed my first year of seminary, and needless to say, I was looking forward to a nice long summer. And uh, there are a few different things I had going on, but one of them uh, was a road trip with two of my best friends uh, to the wedding of another friend. And so the three of us uh, gathered together from St. Louis and drove all the way out to San Francisco, California, and back in just seven days. And uh, we made every bit of that road trip count, and there's one day in particular that stands out to me. It was the day after the wedding. Uh, the, the three of us got in the car, and as we're headed back east, we decided to go to Yosemite National Park. And if you've ever been to Yosemite, you know that there's a, a lot to see, and we didn't have much time to stop, but after four hours of driving and finally making it up into the mountains and down through the valleys, we finally got out of the car because we saw this. And uh, this photo does not do the actual nature of itself justice. Uh, but as you can see there, nestled in between those trees and those rocks is this beautiful waterfall. And uh, we were actually able to uh, get out of our car, and I uh, took this photo from right underneath it. And in that place, I could actually feel the water splashing on the rocks and kind of coming over us in the sense of like a mist. And needless to say, after about 12 hours a day in a car over the course of four days, that water felt good on all of us for a few different reasons. Now, if you've ever been uh, underneath a waterfall or to a waterfall, you know that uh, the water never stops falling. Uh, that uh, usually you can't actually see what the source is, and so uh, you're just standing there underneath it like I was. And that water is just falling upon you, rushing over you, hitting the rocks and the ground beneath you. And one thing that you know is that the water will never run out. And no matter what's happening around it, it just continues to flow and pour out in abundance, rushing down and upon hitting the ground, giving life to everything that it touches. And over the last few weeks, I've had this image of a waterfall in my mind as I read through our story from John's Gospel this morning. This vision of water rushing down and pouring out to give life to the things below. And I want you to keep that image in your mind this morning uh, as we consider the significance of water in, in John's Gospel as uh, water delivers salvation and how water flows to us and through us. See, as we join uh, Jesus and his disciples in John chapter 7, we are joining them in the midst of a huge feast, a real big celebration. It's not the celebration that we're celebrating today of Pentecost, but uh, rather a different feast that happens a few months before. It's called the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of the Tabernacle. And essentially, that feast was a big celebration of the end of the year harvest, the, the final harvest for that year. And like any uh, ritual or like any festival or great celebration, there were rituals and things that had to take place in order for them to be able to celebrate. And one of them uh, involved something that uh, the officiating priest did every single morning. He would gather uh, the group of people and they would come together, and then he would take a, a golden jug or a golden vessel and he would take it down to the Pool of Siloam. Now, the Pool of Siloam, perhaps you've heard of that before. It's the place where uh, Jesus heals the man who's unable to walk. See, Siloam was known that pool there for having healing waters. And so uh, this priest goes down, fills the jug up with water every day, and he brings it back, he mixes it with wine, pours it into to two bowls, and the people stand together and they chant and they sing and they celebrate. And in fact, uh, one of the songs they sing comes out of the words of the prophet Isaiah. They were singing, therefore with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. 
Now, uh, from our perspective, it's pretty logical that the reason to celebrate water at the end of a harvest is because you know you needed water to grow all of those crops. But as you can see in the words of the song here, the people are celebrating something deeper about this water, that there's a link between water and the wells of salvation. And this link between uh, water and salvation actually ties them all the way back to something that happened for their ancestors. So if you go back uh, to the book of Numbers, in Numbers chapter 20, uh, there's a story about how the, the people of Israel, the Israelites, uh, they're, they're out of Egypt and they're walking in the wilderness. And they've been walking for a while and eventually they come to a place where there is no water. And they're mad. In fact, they're so angry that they go to Moses and Aaron and they ask them, how could you do this to us? How could you uh, bring us here where there would be no more water? No water for our livestock or our crops and no water for us. What are we going to do? How are we going to live? They, they go so far, in fact, to say that they would have rather remained in Egypt than have come out to the wilderness where there is nothing for them. And uh, just to put that in context for you, what they're saying when they say they would have rather remained in Egypt is that they would have rather been enslaved. They would have rather gone back to slavery because it meant that they had water. And so uh, Moses and Aaron, they hear the pleas of the people, and then they go into uh, the temple, and they fall on their knees before God, begging him to provide. And God does, uh, with uh, perhaps one of the more unique and incredible miracles found in Scripture. God tells Moses and Aaron to take their staff and to tap it upon a rock, and out of that rock will flow living water. And so that's what they do. Uh, they go back in front of the people, they take their staff, and they hit it on a rock. And scripture says, water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their whole livestock drank. In the midst of uh, the people's great rebellion uh, against God, in the midst of their frustration with God and with his prophets, God steps in to pour out his grace and his living water to them. So now, some hundreds of years later, the Israelites are gathered again celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles, and yet they're still thirsting for that water of salvation. That in the midst of their songs of celebration, they're still crying out for this water. And just like their ancestors, they too have turned away from God in rebellion. They, they have their idols and their other sources of life they're using and looking at all these different things and not back to God. They're struggling with uh, the depth of their sin and turning away from him. And so as they gather to sing praise to God, they're anxiously awaiting for him to send this water to them, to send the water of salvation. And it's into those songs of praise, it's into those shouts before God for this water of salvation that Jesus speaks. Jesus stands up before the large crowd gathered there, and he says to them, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. Jesus knows exactly what the people need, and he's ready to give it to them. Jesus is, is coming to them as the water of salvation. And when he stands up and invites them to come and drink, it's as if he's telling them to just come and receive this incredible waterfall of new life. Jesus wants the people to come and experience these waters. Uh, his water that he pours out in abundance upon them and delivers all his promises. He, he delivers his gifts of mercy and of grace and of love and of peace and of forgiveness right upon them. And he knows that they need it and he gives it to them freely. 
And he wants them to know that, that this water that flows out of him will never stop. It will always flow to them and for them. See, as I, as I read these words from Jesus, this invitation, uh, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let, those who, let the one who believes in me drink, I started to ask myself a very simple question. When I am thirsty, what do I like to drink? And I know that uh, when I was a kid, I probably would have had one of the three following answers. I probably would have either said Gatorade, uh, juice, or my favorite specialty drink, Yoohoo. Still like a good Yoohoo now and then. It's good. Uh, but nonetheless, I probably wouldn't have said water. Even now, I think about it as an adult, and I know one of the main reasons that I drink water is because it's free. And uh, actually, somebody after the 8 o'clock service told me that apparently in Europe it's not free, so we can be even more thankful here that water's free. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I drink water because, uh, yeah, I know that it's good for me, but it's free. And I'm sure there are those of you out there who actually enjoy drinking water, but at the most basic level, all of us drink water because we need it to survive. We need it to stay alive. Without water, eventually our body will physically start to shut down. And even while knowing that, most of us still don't drink the amount of water that we actually need. And with that in mind, I began to think, at least for myself, I started asking this question. If I'm not drinking enough water for my body, why would I think that I drink enough water for my soul? See, because Jesus comes to us with these words of invitation, and he says, come to me, all you who are thirsty. Come and drink this water of new life. And as I hear those words from Jesus, I can't tell you the amount of times uh, that I, I've said, nah, I'm okay. Or, uh, you know what, I, I'm actually not thirsty. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come grab some later. Or, actually, I feel really good today, so I don't need that water right now. I'm good. Or, uh, uh, actually, I'm just too busy. I got too much going on, so I don't have time to come and drink. Or, uh, perhaps uh, of them all, I just don't want that today. No matter how many times I hear these words from Jesus, I can't help but think about all the times that I've, I've gone to other sources of life looking for something to provide for me. And my guess is, you probably have done that yourself as well. That even though we know we need water for our bodies, eventually if we don't have any, our body will shut down. And so it is the same with our soul. That as Jesus invites us to come and drink this water, if we're not coming to receive that water from him, eventually it will feel as though our soul has dried up. It will begin to feel as though uh, there is this, this emptiness inside of us, this craving for something more. And we look in all these other places to satisfy it, and yet nothing ever does. You're going to, to continue that feeling as though you are missing out on something. And the reality is you're missing out on this water that you need. Jesus knows that you need it, and so what he does is he invites you to come and drink it. And so uh, whether you are feeling spiritually empty right now or spiritually full, Jesus extends that same invitation to me and you. He says, let the one who is thirsty come and drink, and the one who believes in me, drink. So when you are thirsty, when, when you can feel it in the depth of your soul, when you're carrying the weight of your sin, when you are rejoicing and celebrating, Jesus tells you, come and drink this water of life. 
Come and receive all the promises that I am pouring out upon you. And these promises that just overflow day and night, there is no ending to these promises. Jesus pours out his water of life upon us, and he knows how badly we need it, and he gives it to us freely. Like a waterfall constantly flowing and bursting over us with majestic power and undeniable love. The waters of life pour out upon you from Jesus. And as those waters flow out over you, you receive all the promises of life and salvation to you and for you. And there's a good chance uh, that many of us don't remember the first time that Jesus poured out his waters of life upon us. For a lot of us, uh, we were brought forward in front of a bunch of strangers, potentially kicking and screaming, unaware of what was about to happen. And then, without further warning, the waters of new life were poured out upon our heads, like a waterfall as they came out of the pastor's hand. And he said, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. At your baptism, those waters of new life were poured out upon you. As that water covered your head for the first time in your life, you began to experience the power of the mercy and the grace and the love of Jesus in a whole new way. And every single day, those same promises, that same water is being poured out to you over and over and over again. That's what Jesus means when he invites us to come and drink of this water of life, to know that that water flows for us forever. And in the midst of that, when you realize that you've been covered and you've received these waters of life, Jesus tells you what happens. See, because there's always something more going on with the gifts of Jesus that he transforms us from the inside out, and so now he wants us to go and do something with these new gifts. He, he says, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. So out of your heart, you who have been baptized will flow living waters, rivers of living waters. As you who have been baptized, Jesus sends you out into a world that is dying of thirst. And he invites you to tell others to come and receive this same water. That together we may come and drink this water of life. On this uh, Pentecost day, we, we gather and we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit being poured out upon us. This day is a fulfillment of Jesus' words to the people at that one feast. Jesus is pouring out his spirit, these waters of life, and out of our hearts as believers will flow rivers of living water to the world. Out of your heart flow rivers of living water by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that spirit goes with you and is with you forever. Uh, this past Friday night at our uh, annual Confirmation Night of Witness, I was reminded of what it feels like to receive the living waters from the lives of others. I was given a vision of what it looks like to see rivers of life pouring out upon me from those around me. Ten young people came forward, and they stood before a crowd who was gathered there to listen, similar to that first Pentecost day, each with their own story, 
each uh, sharing about how the Spirit has come upon them and how Jesus has transformed their life. Stories about uh, pain and heartbreak. Stories filled with with grief and, and sadness and tears. Stories filled with anger and confusion and doubt. And yet each story transformed by the presence of the Spirit and the power of Jesus. And uh, in the midst of their stories, they, they shared all these wonderful things that Jesus has done for them. They talked about how Jesus shows up when they needed him most. And about how Jesus answers prayers. And how Jesus is always with them. And about how Jesus forgives them. About how Jesus fought for them about how Jesus calms them, about how Jesus guides them, about how Jesus has a plan for their life, about how Jesus gives them faith, and about how Jesus has walked with them in the darkest part of their life to show them the light, about how Jesus deeply loves each and every one of them, and how that love will always be with them. And just like that, the rivers of life poured out over me as I sat and I listened and I received the waters of life shared for the hope of the world. And so we give thanks for the one who pours out his waters of life upon us in abundance. And we celebrate and sing praise that these waters have transformed our hearts And they flow down upon us now and forever. And remember, whenever you are thirsty, Jesus says, come and drink. Let the one who believes in me drink. And out of your hearts will flow the rivers of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.